Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Morning Sports Briefing here on New Zealand Sports Radio. Uh, coming to you on what day is it today? I've gone lost track of the day. Uh, Thursday, Thursday, the 11th of June. Um, bringing you the best way to start your day up to date with all the important sports news. And today, Major League Soccer to get Disney treatment, ICC defer T20 decision, injuries impacting Super Rugby before kickoff, uh, troubling times for Benji Marshall. And today is the day that I could become a uh, professional sports athlete. The New Zealand NBL draft is happening this evening. Two kickers off. We'll start with that football news. Um, and uh, over in the UK, the English Football League um, says that the threat of both clubs going bust has not gone away. Um, the already League One and Two uh, have voted to cancel and end their season. Um, however, there are two clubs, uh, sorry, there, there, are, um, there are some clubs um, threatening to do uh, legal action. And that's Tranmere and Peterborough. Um, obviously, they're teams that are involved in promotion or relegation um, situations. Also, relegation from the um, League Two is um, up in the air because uh, Macclesfield have already had 11 points deducted um, uh, and uh, have two more currently suspended. And they're facing another charge of late payment of salaries to players. Um, and if that goes ahead, um, three more points um, could be um, would be deducted, which would place them in relegation below Stevenage, who are currently bottom of League Two. So all up in the air there over in the uh, English Football League. Over in Major League Soccer, uh, and uh, they are going to be restarting their league in at the uh, Disney World Resorts in Florida, the same place as the NBA are looking to uh, play their games as well. So... Um, all 26 Major League Soccer clubs are going to be in the competition. It will start on the 8th of June, July, um, the month-long tournament through till the 11th of August. Uh, and it will include um, qualification spots for the CONCAF Champions League. So things getting off the ground there in the USA. 
Over in Australia, though, things are not so positive uh, and uh, players coming out and fuming about the lack of transparency uh, of, of what is going on there. In the discussions between themselves, um, the league, the FFA and um, the uh, TV rights holder as well, uh, they've verbally agreed uh, a massive cut. We're talking 80% for the top players um, over there. Uh, and yet two weeks later, uh, they still haven't heard whether um, Fox Sports and the FFA have agreed to uh, kick off the sport. So um, really uh, arguing over there, which is not uh, not um, helping things at all. Over in Europe, and a, a historic deal has been signed by Ada um, Herberg. She has uh, um, partnered uh, in a deal with um, Nike that's apparently worth over a million euros. In a, a, a um, in a deal that goes on for at least a decade, um, so a massive deal there, and showing the strength of women's soccer over in Europe. And I'm going to hand you over to Arshwin, who's going to take us through our cricket update. Good morning, Paul, and good morning to all our viewers and listeners out there today. And in our cricket news, the ICC has deferred the T20 decision for the Men's World Cup. As reported in yesterday's morning sports briefing, the ICC met overnight to discuss the fate of the Men's T20 World Cup. Well, that decision is no decision, and they have deferred any decision on both the Men's T20 World Cup and the Women's ODI World Cup to give itself, quote, the best possible opportunity to make a right decision for the sport. They have agreed to continue planning for the boat for both tournaments as per schedule, as well as map out contingencies. So we'll keep you posted as soon as we hear anything more out of the ICC on both tournaments. The next scheduled decision is planned for next month. Now, old Black Caps all rounder Daryl Mitchell is moving from nor- Northern Districts to Canterbury. Mitchell's the uh, son of former All Blacks coach John Mitchell and has played all his cricket from junior grades all the way through to making it to the Black Caps for Northern Districts. The move has been made with all internationals likely to be playing domestically this year in New Zealand cricket. And with Dick Colin de Gronholm moving to Northern Districts, that could have meant limited time for Daryl Mitchell's opportunities in the pink jersey of Northern Districts. So he's made that decision to move down to Christchurch, where his partner is also from. Sophie Devine has advocated the use of a smaller cricket ball in women's game to encourage more attacking cricket. Currently, the women's ball is slightly smaller with the women's ball weighing between 140 to 151 grams compared to the men's at 155.9 to 163 grams. Speaking on the ICC Innovation webinar, Devine has suggested that the smaller ball could help the game flourish. With the smaller ball, bowlers could bowl quicker, the spinners would be able to get more turn on the ball, and the batters would be able to hit the ball further. Meanwhile, in the same webinar, Jemima Rogers from India has suggested shortening the pitch to 22 yards. And we'll talk about the how much easier it is to turn the smaller ball tonight with Taz, Taryn and Rohit right here on New Zealand Sport Radio on Swinging from the Hip. Now that's tonight at 8pm New Zealand time. We'll see you there. Thanks, Paul. Nope, we can't hear Paul. Paul. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ashwin. Have a wonderful day. I'm going to hand you over to Stephen, who will take us through our birthdays. 
Um, I'm still good morning, everybody. I'm still trying to get my head around a smaller size uh, uh, cricket ball. If you want to head it further, maybe you should just take the boundaries out a little bit, mate. But that's just me. <laughs> anyway, Ford, what do you what do you think, Ashwin? Just take the boundaries out a little bit further. Well, you you mean bring them in a bit further, or or you because take them out further. Take them out further from what I've seen in the uh, in the women's game with, and I say this with great great respect, respect. They tend to bring the bound bring the boundaries in a bit. I reckon they should just take them out a wee bit. Well, I, I think so. And when you've actually is quite um, irony is not the right word actually at all. But um, it's it's great in fact that Sophie Devine's mentioning this because she's one of the batters that actually clears the full boundary. She puts it over the fence. Not just the over the boundary rope that's been brought in, so they could do that. I've, look, I've long advocated in a few sports, um, rugby as well, that um, you know the smaller ball will actually help them. Um, the fact is that they'll get more control. You know, it's just a physical thing, isn't it? The female's hands are smaller, and therefore to to be able to impart more work on the ball. Um, means that it's more difficult. So uh, it's great that Sophie Devine said it. I think if any of us had said it, we'd would get in a bit of trouble. <laughs> but um, actually, I think it's it's along the right lines. I think shortening the pitch might not be such a great idea. But you know, at the end of the day, give it a go. You know, do some trial matches and see what the impact is. If it makes the game more dynamic, it's good for the game. That's what it is. And the women's game, although it's been building and, and um, you know, it's it's becoming a better and better spectacle as they progress their development, you know, there's nothing wrong with giving it a slight tweak to make it more dynamic. I mean, like, that, that's what it, all sport's about now, is trying to make it any sport, not just cricket, but any sport more dynamic. Well, if you want to tune in for the long version of uh, of uh, that particular opinion, tune that in to enough. Swinging from the Hip at 8pm tonight. Everybody needs to get to work, Ashwin, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, what does this work and, you think of? Yeah, what is this? In birthdays this morning at 2019, Rugby World Cup squad member and NRL coach and uh, ironically enough and finally a one-day cricket specialist and that's where we uh, start this morning. Mitchell McLennigan, born this day the 11th of June 1986, is a New Zealand international cricketer who plays limited over in, in limited overs internationals. Domestically he plays for Auckland and New Zealand. McLennigan is a left arm fast bowler. He is the fastest bowler to take 50 wickets for New Zealand in one day internationals. McLennigan celebrates his 31st, 34th birthday today. Moving on, Stephen Cooney, born this day, the 11th of June, 1972, is a New Zealand professional rugby league football coach who is the head coach of the New Zealand Warriors in the NRL and a former player. Cooney, who celebrates his 48th birthday today, played for both Paramara Eels and New Zealand Warriors, and he represented the Kiwis between 2008 and 2016 racking up 42 games. And finally, Nepo Lalala, born this day, the 6th of November 1991, is a New Zealand rugby union footballer who plays as a tight head prop for County's Monaco Steelers in the Mitre 10 Cup, the Chiefs in Super Rugby, and for the national team, the All Blacks. Having made his international debut in 2015, he was a member of New Zealand's 2019 Rugby World Cup squad and has been a regular starter for New Zealand since 2017. And uh, Laulala celebrates his 29th birthday today. And I think Paul's got a little bit more news in and around Nepo Laulala. Not good news, Paul. No, it's not good news is it? at all. It's um, And um, talking about uh, injuries, 
and in in Super Rugby. And let's get on to those now. Um, the Chiefs have managed to uh, keep be relatively injury free this season uh, after a couple of years of being injury hit, but now that seems to have gone uh, going the other way for them. Atu Molly um, will not play again um, this season. Uh, he has got to um, undergo FIA surgery on both his left and right hips um, to treat a chronic hip dysfunction. Um, so we wish him all the best with uh, his uh, with well, with with his surgery. Um, also, Sam Kane uh, has got a stiff back and so will not be available um, this weekend um, either. Uh, but uh, that should that's considered a minor injury. So hopefully he will be um, he will be back. And this is on top of uh, Michael Allardyce, um, Langland, Farnell, um, um, who are both um, gone for the season, both locks, uh, and also winger Sam McNichol is out as well. Uh, they've drafted in Tupu Vai, um, who from uh, Taranaki, the two meter tall lock. Um, so we'll see how well he goes, and wish him all the best with the Chiefs. Moving on and going on to the Hurricanes uh, and Geordie Barrett uh, is also uh, being ruled out of this uh, weekend's action. Uh, his, uh, his anticipated uh, game against his brother will not, or matchup against his brother, will not go ahead. Uh, he has apparently had a, uh, got, a, got a shoulder injury. Um, the length of how long he'll be out for uh, is up in the air. Uh, the Hurricanes are saying that it um, will be monitored. Uh, so look, so uh, yeah, Chase Tiatia uh, from Bay of Plenty it looks like he'll get his uh, shot in that 15 jersey for what is looking like going to be a uh, bumper crowd up there at Eden Park, um, where they're talking of a crowd of about 35,000 uh, will be turning up with 30,000 tickets already sold. Looking at the weather, uh, it's going to looks like it's going to be dry and. Uh, uh, not too windy either on Sunday up in Auckland. So, yes, get up to that game. Weather, obviously not an issue down in Dunedin as they play inside Forsyth Bar um, for their game. And again, uh, the tickets for the zoo selling very, very well. 4,000 tickets gone already. About 1,000 left were available for the zoo, um, plus other, ground, other parts of the ground selling well. So a uh, good atmosphere expected on Saturday for the Highlanders versus the Chiefs as well. I'm going to hand you back to Stephen, who's going to take us through our cricket, uh, it's not cricket, rugby league update. <laughs> yeah, th although it's probably sounding a little bit like uh, cricket with uh, Ashwin and I having a bit of a chat about the 11-man game. But it's uh, to rugby league where we go, and not a great week for Kiwis. Uh, playmaker Benji Marshall, who has been sent home from a West Tigers training session today over a biosecurity breach. The West Tigers co-captain was involved in a social distancing incident with Seven News Sydney reporter Michelle Bishop, which was immediately brought to the attention of the NRL as per guidelines. Under the guidelines, there is to be no contact with anybody outside of the bubble, aside from people in their homes, which have been pre-approved by the NRL. No one from outside the bubble, including media and other club staff, are allowed inside clean zones at games and training sessions. Nine News has reported a kiss on the cheek was what resulted in Marshall's separation from the team. Assuming a negative result is returned, no further action will be required by Marshall or West Tigers. 
Bishop has since apologized for the hiccup on Twitter, confirming she was on her way to a testing center. Just goes to show we can all get caught up in life and forget what kind of world we are living in at the moment, Bishop wrote. In other league news this morning, Josh Adokar is considered the fastest man in rugby league, but he's about to be knocked off that perch by a kid known to his teammates as the Cheetah, aptly named. Hamiso Tapuai Fido is the 18-year-old who's been banging down the door for an NRL debut ever since lighting up the Perth Nines earlier this year. He will line up on the wing for North Queensland when they take on the Warriors at Central Coast Stadium on Friday. He finished the Nines as the tournament's equal top try score and had fans off their seats with a number of long-range sprints, which simply left the opposition in his dust. A couple of them were chip-and-chase thrillers that left the Defenders clutching at yeah, i got to say, have a look at this kid. He is super quick. Fox League commentator Andrew Voss almost blew a gasket when he called uh, Tabuai Fido's 80-metre kick-and-chase try against Brisbane. Hang on. Is he the fastest man? We may have a new Fox. We may have a new Fox, Voss crowed. Move over, Josh Adokar. He's lived up to the reps, and he may be the quickest man in a rugby league. It's always exciting to see these fellows who have got something that you can't coach. It's simply guess and finally in league news just remember it's the start of round five in the nrl this evening where the brisbane broncos head to central coast stadium to play the manly sea eagles that game in gosford kicks off at 9 50 p.m this evening so a tough task for the broncos having some issues of their own that's it for league news today i'll see you back tomorrow back to you paul thank you Stephen. it does always wonder I uh, wonder if people say you can't um, teach pace. Well, why do you have sprint coaches then if you can't teach pace? Um, <laughs> you make you make just that's to make them go even faster. I suppose it's about recognizing that talent, Paul, and getting them to to unleash that talent. You find that a lot of guys who have actually got uh, who are who are naturally quick have never had training. A classic example of that was was John Alomu. You know, really quick. Obviously, those real fast twitch fibers that made him quick. But you know, you've still got to you've still got to sort of release these guys' potential. Great, great to see. Just back to one of your rugby stories. Did you pick up on Nepo Lalala as well? Yeah, I read somewhere last night he's out of Super Rugby as well. So uh, not great birthday news for for Nepo Lalala or the Chiefs. Um, what have they been doing during lockdown? Um. It's, it's just absolutely crazy. Maybe they had an internal game last week and picked up all these injuries. Methinks. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard about that game or I haven't heard about anything like that happening. But, yeah, you are right that uh, the Chiefs had seemed to turn their injury corner at the beginning of the season uh, before lockdown. But now it seems to come back and bite, to bite them. So, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, Hugh asks in the live chat, who's the fastest player, rugby league player you've ever seen? And you've got to say Martin O'Fire was oh. absolutely rapid. He was fantastic. Um, Chariot former, fire, as he was known. Former former rugby player too, Paul. Who did he play rugby for? Um, so I can't remember who he played rugby for now. To be honest, yeah, no, but he was he was definitely a leaguey who, who then who then gave rugby union a shot when uh, when it went professional. Um, could have been down in London somewhere with the Harlequins or someone like that, I think. But I, I but I'm, I'm I'm grasping at straws at that point. To be honest, um, Paul. Paul, there's about two or three young uh, kids in Australia that are out of that uh, 
Australian secondary schools team that the rugby secondary schools team that beat uh, New Zealand last year, who are all pretty much being courted by uh, rugby league at the moment. And that just shows you the problem that our cousins across the ditch have in terms of uh, retaining young talent, because uh, it seems as though the rival code gets to cherry pick the best of them at a young age. And especially when you've got no money to hold them in. Well, exactly. Money is the big thing, isn't it? Um, and we've seen players like, um, oh, I've gone blank as the, the inside centre playing for the Hurricanes, um, now Mappe, who, yes, had the choice of either a professional contract with the Warriors or an academy contract, and you're going to say that professional contracts, aren't you? Moving on to other news then, and just picking up on the New Zealand Sports Wire, um, the PSA, or the um, Professional Squash Players Association, um, has confirmed the suspension of their tour and all-world tour, Challenger tour, uh, and WSF and PSF satellite tour events has been extended until the until August the 16th. So, yeah, squash um, off the table for the time being. Um, over uh, in the Olympics, and the Olympics have said have, uh, that uh, they brought a, a ruling in in January um, saying that uh, no protesting was allowed during um, events or, uh, um, or during medal ceremonies um at the olympics uh, and if they do players could get thrown out of the olympics they're allowed to state their opinions during official media uh, interviews but not uh, actually during the events themselves so with uh, athletes around the world backing black lives matter why by taking a knee um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, whether that uh, gets enforced or what the situation is going to be uh, in about 12 months time uh, when the olympics takes place um Moving on, and Roger Federer uh, is out for the rest of the season. He's decided it's a good time to have a knee operation, um, and uh, so he yeah, will be out for the rest of the season. So any, any discussions about him uh, and uh, having issues potentially going to any of the other tournaments is, is off the cards now. Uh, he will be over 40 um, by the time next season kicks off, but he has said that he is looking to be back for next season. So that is going to be... Um, uh, fantastic uh, to see. Let's hope you get. Let's hope you recover well from that knee operation. Um, going on to the NZ NBL draft that is happening this evening. It kicks off at five pm today. And as I've mentioned several times, I am in the draft, but I'll be honest, I'm not expecting to be picked in one of the twelve rounds of selections. The Otago Nuggets um, have got that uh, cherished first pick in round one. Uh, the order. For the draft goes Otago Nuggets, Taranaki Mountaineers, Manawatu Jets, Nelson Giants, Canterbury Rams, Franklin Bulls, and then the Auckland Huskies. Uh, and then they alternate for the second round and keep alternating each round. Crowds will be, um, they're looking at having uh, fans at the games um, in Auckland, but they're not going to be changing the schedule due to, or, or, or the, the format of the competition due to our, due to the reduction down to COVID level one. Uh, finally, UFC Fight Island. Uh, we have found out where it is. It is in Abu Dhabi. Uh, it's Yas Island, um, which is where the Formula One um, races also take place. And UFC has been held there before. UFC 251 will be there on the 11th of July. Um, and there will be further fight nights on the 15th, 18th and 25th of July. Um, and so uh, that has all been set up. Uh, and uh, Fight Island was not... 
a myth. It was not a myth. A lot of us thought, a lot of people were thinking it might be in the uh, Caribbean, uh, but no, it is a private island down there, but no, it is over in the Middle East. Um, so well done to UFC for getting that all set up. You have now started the day the best way up to, up to speed with all the important sports news. Don't forget, you can also listen to New Zealand Sports Radio as a podcast. Download us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or your favourite podcatcher. Just search for New Zealand Sports Radio. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.